Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are in the international weekends of football. We might review some Premier League action from last week. Roy Keane tells all in his big interview. We've got a Champions League draft. A lovely game for Mark. And anything else we can get up to? Let's go! Just didn't work out. It was too much effort. You could have just used yeah. our real names. I think it's just easier. Yeah, but um, I mean, how many people call Danny and Mark and Chris? Fair enough. It's not really pretty, distinct. Pretty average it. names. <laughs> Give me yeah. that. It's like be going like, "Welcome to All Talk FC with Jeff, Jeff, and Jeff." Like it's just <laughs> too regular. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So. Uh, England start their no. Uh, <laughs> England start their international. Um, Euro qualifiers. It's not their first. Or continue. Or continue. Continue. Say, their unbeaten run. I should of say five start games. An international break with a, a good four 0 win, which yeah. I did not watch. We did. We did. Uh, first half was pretty dire. Second half was a lot better. Yeah. There. There. There's much to talk about, really, when it comes. No, to it's it. just a standard victory. They're, they've widened the Euros more now. So, like, I think the top three in a group of five. Well, the top two go through and the thirds get into a playoff, so there's almost no chance of not qualifying. Well, not now. Scotland, not now that we're top. But, um, but I'll be pretty easy, right? I mean, we, we've got a ridiculous... Yeah, but we're group. top seeds, yeah, so, like, we're the tough team of the group, which yeah, means but, everyone... Yeah, but still, is, the, Germany and Holland got each other. They're, yeah, they're, but that's because Holland were so bad for so long. Yeah. Like, their name carried a bit of weight for a while, but they were a poor team for about eight since Van Gaal left... But yeah, I, it's an odd one because I, the pundits on ITV were saying, well, Roy Keane mainly, about how poor England were in the first half. They're just treating it like a pre-season friendly. But the, fact is, about John Waters. but the fact is they they could treat it like a pre-season friendly and still win 4-0. So why risk yeah. going all out, risking injury? Risk, like When it comes to like tackles and... The physical part, you can't back out because that's where you get injured. But in terms of like busting the lung and stuff, well, it's like, well, they can win four nil. What does he expect them to do? Like they won four nil. If you don't have to do much more than that, and yeah, you know, but that was it. it was like, and whatever. I, I get you should play a certain intensity the whole time, but let's be real. If you're if you if you're playing against a team where you're like this team, ain't what was the it. average age? Danny forty eight. <laughs> no, they had three players in their entire squad under the age of 31. That's nonsense. Their striker yeah. was 35. They probably still look crazy. Like a 12. Crazy. That guy was balding. The guy who was, he had no hair left. He was taking a kickoff. You just feel like it. If, if you're in a country and you're struggling to get footballers like that, where your national team's sort of like older players, you would just try and look through sort of family history and say, oh, is there anyone else abroad whose granddad could have. Been from here, and we'll try well, and that's what they, that's what they do, don't get they? them in early. Like, yeah, give, give a 15 year old his debut. You're assuming players will actually want in. to do that. Like, a lot of international players, especially big players around Europe, probably have heritage. Like, I think well, Ibrahimovic is one of the big examples, isn't it? He could have played for uh, not Kosovo, um, well, probably Serbia. He's got a Serbian name, yeah. You know, a lot of these of players could have played for a lot of teams that they're, they're, their ethnicity comes from or where their parents or they're born, and they end up going to bigger teams because. 
Yeah. They just want the opportunity to play for better sides. The other thing about our group, we're saying we've got an easy one, is we actually got lucky because we've got Kosovo in our group. Because Kosovo are a fairly new team, they were really lowly ranked. It's actually way better than any of the other teams in that in that grouping, so they're in pot four. But and, like they just beat Czech Republic, who we battered as well. So we've also got the benefit that our own group is going to beat each other. You haven't got a whipping boy like Faroe Islands or Gibraltar who's going to lose every game. Okay. So it makes it even easier for us because there's absolutely no way we can't qualify because they're all beating each other as well. So, that, I mean, that's good. Do you remember, wasn't there a saying years ago about some famous guy had said something like, oh, there's no easy games in international football? Uh, there was a big thing about it and there was the, they did the they thing like... They clearly haven't seen well, Marino. But they say the same thing about, like, Premier League and, like... Yeah, but if you assume, what, 4-0, 5-0 is a pretty easy game, you look at the volume of games, when you start having, like, Malta and Andorra and Gibraltar and Faroe Islands and Liechtenstein and, like, Moldova, these teams lose 4-5-6-0 every single time, what's the point? No, but, like, you could say that about Champions League football, but if you're doing it at at, um, Euro qualifiers, you're playing semi-professional teams, like, you're playing against teams that possibly might have yeah. jobs as postmen. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there are going to be some easy games out there. But and ones that you can trial some things yeah. out. Well, this is the thing. Like, the Champions League will weed a lot of those teams out by having qualifiers before yeah. big teams get in. Yeah. This has like, no qualifiers before. Man City haven't played a Champions League game yet. It's, yeah, it's the third round. And there's probably three qualifiers. So, you, you weed it out. Like, you, you say, okay, every team has a chance, but you have this system of... Because also, as you say, the countries you name, they want to play, like the Nations League, they want to play each other because at least then their fans might see them win. That's I know, what I like I know the there is something League. about, like... What? So, hold on now. So, just to cut you off a little bit. Right, how does the Nations League play into the Euro qualifiers now? Well, we got two teams that have done well in it. What, Portugal won the Nations League? Yeah, so Portugal are already qualified for Euro 2020. Yeah. Um, as are pretty much all the other people that made the finals. But the, no, the point of the Nations League, which was, was good about it, is you didn't end up with you Portugal playing Andorra. You had seeded groups. So all of the, the bottom, group group four, I think they were called, was made up of Liechtenstein and Andorra and all of those. And teams. one of those so you teams had people qualify. Yeah. To the, so we only really paid attention to the top tier. Yeah. Like there was a whole second and third tier. That... Were we the second tier? No. No, we were top we, tier. We, we had Spain it, and Croatia. We got, the, yeah. we got to the semi-final. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the way it worked, yeah, because we had Spain and Croatia in our group. Yeah, we? remember we've only lost to Holland because that Lingard's toe was offside. Yeah, otherwise we would have beaten them. Uh, so, do we even know who won the different tiers in the Nations League? Uh, I, I can't remember. They didn't, make, they didn't Scotland, make a deal out of that at all. Scotland won there, so they're really? going to get promoted, which means they're going to get hammered next time around. The Nations yeah, League. That means that they qualified for the qualify. Euros. No, they made it to well. Probably, only because, this is where it all gets complicated, because Portugal qualified, but if they also qualify through the, the 2020 qualification, then their place gives to the next person. Yeah, but if they don't qualify they, in the Euro 2020 qualifications, they've still got a place through winning Scotland the Nations could, So Scotland could lose their Euro 2020 group, they come last, and they might still get to Euro 2020. Might. They might. Because it depends, because you need all the teams that finished above them too many, in the rankings yeah. to also qualify and then the final spot goes down to them. Yeah. It's very complicated and there's no way I'm doing yeah, that. Right I know now. I'm the stupid one of the group but I'm still, I'm still struggling. No, you guys are chatting shit good. like you know something. No, no, because they, they, they did it's say... Mark and Brexit all over again. No, but this like, is... It's the same with Republic well, of you, Ireland. You finally got what I was saying at yeah. the end and agreed. So. <laughs> but, um, but what it is is the, the different pots. So like they did say... Um, Someone, a team from every pot will qualify, didn't they? 
when they first set up the Nations League, they said someone from these groups, because they were talking about someone like Holland no. would have been better. No, like, that I thought they said. So all of the winners of all the different groups went into the finals and then they had a playoff to play each other. And then it ended up, it culminated in what was um, the semi-finals that we had, which was Switzerland and Portugal and us and no, Holland. No, that's because we won our group. So we, so Switzerland, Portugal, England and Holland were the four group winners of the tops. So we won our group, Portugal won theirs, Switzerland won theirs, and that's why we went into the... We were the four winners of the, the groups. Yeah. So, but, there was a, but there were separate tiers. So the, the Scotland tier... Do you know what? I think what, what's going to have to happen is when we get to the Euro finals, we have to work our way backwards and see how they actually got there because it's not going to be that explanatory beforehand. Basically, this is, and not this is going to explain it at all, but it's not. Uh, if one of the teams from the Nations League finals qualifies for Euro 2020 and their playoff spot is passed down to Belgium, the team with the fifth best record in the Nations League. However, if they obviously qualified, it then gets passed down again, which they will because they've got a stupid group. So if every team in League A qualifies for Euro 2020 through the usual path, their playoff positions will cascade down continually to the best-ranked team in League B, then the best-ranked team in League C, and so on. So that is why Scotland have a chance of qualifying, because they were uh, one of the best-ranked teams in League C. There you go. Glad you cleared that up. Cleared that up. In Did you get it, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's their game up against next? Uh, there will be playoffs. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, no, there will be Nation League games in March 2020, according to this. To this. Oh right! Oh, quite. oh according you know to Wikipedia, I have no idea. There will be playoffs of each oh, league, A, B, C, and D, in March 2020. Right. Wonderful stuff. Gripping. Right. Can I just give a shout out to um, Holland though? They absolutely battered Germany. I know they scored the goal. The result was four-two, and Germany got two stupid goals. But it could have been a whole lot more. And I'm really looking forward to Northern Ireland playing Germany on. Tuesday well, Holland do have the best player in the world at the minute. Van Dijk. Uh, yeah, yeah. Officially Funny. the best player. Well, the, yeah. Van Dijk and De Ligt, they've got the most expensive defensive pairing in the world. Yeah. But Van Dijk won the, yeah, the uh, was it? Well, how much are those the year awards? Well, he was 60 million, De Ligt was 80 million. Okay. So, 100 and whatever that is, 140 million, just for two defenders. De Ligt's what, like 18 and a half? 20. Yeah. Yeah, just turned 20. Um, oh, he's a monster though. When they, any corner comes in, those two, they've got their yeah. head on absolutely everything. Do you think that, Van Dyke deserved player, player of the Year or whatever it is? I do actually. It wasn't quite the Ballon d'Or, was it? What was no, the, it was the, it was the UEFA. UEFA Player of the yeah. Year or something. Um, I, I do. I'm really pleased that a defender is, like that is recognised. And yeah. it, it would have only other, otherwise it also gone means to... he's qualified for you next year's Euros. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's now in the Nations League. Um no, I'm really pleased. I, th- I mean, he's, he's easily the best defender in the Premier League. Yeah. He's probably the best defender in the world. Messi didn't had obviously had a great year because he's Messi, but he didn't have an outstanding year. Yeah, Ronaldo... I do. Yeah, because there was like mixed feelings. Because I always think like the year Modric won it. It's like yes, I think you should look at the season and say who's had an outstanding season, and Van Dijk has. But there was a lot of people saying it's because Messi and Ronaldo have set set a bar of not like their bars so high now so there it's like okay Messi and Ronaldo didn't have a season like they've had previously but it's still a season that in terms of footballing 
Well, I, I other think, footballers could I think with Van Dijk's like. one, they clearly have added the team's accolades to it. Well, they won the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah. Their, their team came second in the Nations League, which they started holding out as, as true. Know, yeah. something that's reputable. Yeah, but they lost to Ronaldo's team. Well, yeah, but did Ronaldo, get to the, did Ronaldo win the Champions League, which they probably holds higher. The Ronaldo Cup. Yeah, so to be. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting, though, because I think, was it, it was it this summer or earlier in the season when Mark was talking about Van Dijk being the best player on... We, we were saying how he might be the best player on Liverpool's team. Like, that can't happen because he's a defender. Yeah. It's interesting how, just, like, Salah and, well, and Mane would have been in that position. I just think... they've got that award. Yeah, I just think... Because by your logic, then no defender should probably ever win that award. I, I think it should be hard, like hard for a defender. Van Dijk hasn't done. Van Dijk has an exceptional season, he's, but he, he hasn't had a season that we haven't seen before from other defenders. I, I don't know. Who he transformed you? that team. Who he absolutely. You? Remember, he only joined them the January before that, so he hadn't had. A, that was his first remember, full season, yeah, but and remember, he won the Champions League. But remember, you said about two pods ago. When Allison got injured, you're like, "Oh, Liverpool's defense is just falling apart since Allison's gone." So you can't, like, say that it's more than Van Dijk. Why Liverpool? It's Allison. It's Van Dijk. I don't know this. Van Dijk. It's Robertson. Yeah, but Van Dijk. People are saying Robertson's one that. of the best left backs yeah. in the world. You're saying Trent Alexander-Arnold. It is one definitely of the best a team right game. Backs, it obviously is. Right back in the league, and it's a collective and defense. But Allison's he makes the defense. He does make people around him better. As the that's watch the him, sign of a great. If you defender. watch him and his ability and his skill, it is just. For as a centre back, well, for most other players, it is exceptional. And you know how I love his stat. No, but it's not. It's, his it's, touch. You know how I, lo- I love like, his stat, and he's point. still the only defender in the league who has never ever had anybody have a what um, Opta class as a take on. No one has ever got bar- got past. Which is a load of rubbish because Pepe did it in the first ten minutes of the Arsenal game. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like it, he was genuinely. Well, scared, uh, yeah, I'd love, Pepe, I'd love to so. see what that actually means. I don't they, know. They by up to stats, like, yeah. by up to stats, that he's the best. Just have no one else there and, and just have him, and then they can see nothing. I don't know yeah. what that means. I don't yeah. know either. Yeah. No, but, you know, but, I love like, a stat. but what I mean is, like, the reason is because Salah was setting records. Well, literally set the Premier League record, where Van Dijk isn't setting record. He's having he's having an exceptional season, but not anything that we haven't seen before. But to Chris's we've point, we've seen Vidic do it, we've seen Terry do it. We've but what you're saying well, is we quite seen Terry do it the same. You're saying a oh, defender no, is have. never going to win, should never win any award because they're never going to go and score forty no, goals. Win like awards for defenders, but, well, I, well, I but if you've got a player who's who's doing the hardest part of football in record breaking amounts, and then you've got someone who's doing something that hasn't been done in four years. It's quite different. Like, Funnily enough, Messi had his second best season ever last year for goals and assists. Yeah, the guy's 32. The guy, if you only judge someone by goals and assists. I'm yeah, saying, in terms of his volume of goals and assists, yeah, yeah the best, did, second best season ever. You just turned coat on your argument. Just no, I'm just, no, but I'm, that last season wasn't Messi's second best season for Barcelona. Like, in terms of that's because the Barcelona team were one of the poorest Barcelona teams in, in his time there actually and it still is but um, he still had he, he was involved in more goals ever more goals more assists more everything but they didn't win anything so well they won the league but they always win the league I know it's been a week but can we just look back on the Premier League last week if we may I went to the North London Derby which I've told you a number of times uh, did you go? Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, I did, Dan. Yeah, thanks. Did you go on holiday last week? <laughs> what was the, atmos- uh, what was the atmosphere like? No, Chris? what was it like in Cyprus or wherever it was? It was really hot. Oh, nice. It was hot in the uh, Emirates Stadium too. Um, 
No, do, do you know, look... Two points dropped or one point earned? <laughs> it's really tough. I think it's two, two, two points dropped, in my opinion. I know, I know we came back from 2-0 down, but Spurs were, were really not in that game. They, they might have broke a handful of times, but for the most part, it was just Arsenal on top. They had 20 minutes the rest of the time. They, they, they weren't on top. But they should Who? Have... Arsenal? Spurs. Spurs had a 20 minute oh, spell yeah. where they, they scored their goals, dominated. The rest of the game, they. Well, even but what, what, but what it was is like. But Spurs should have gone out of sight at yeah. the start. Yeah, they should have done. Then Arsenal dominated. Then Spurs should have killed the game off. Well, when Harry Kane hit the post. Just the calamity of defending, off. really, wasn't it? Not the best. I did like the David Luiz signing in the beginning of the season, and <laughs> about five minutes in, I've seen him play. Uh, I'm taking that back. You've got you've got three defenders coming back for the next game. You got Rob Holding, Bellerin, and Tierney apparently back in training. Oh. That's big. At least That's one big. good name in there. <laughs> Who's that? Tierney. Uh, <laughs> like, like... He's not played yet. No, Rob Holding, I think, is going to have a really good season. Yeah. He had pot- he looked like he had potential, but yeah. he's still young. Raw. We'll see what he comes back like. I mean, but... Bellerin. I, I'm. I don't know how Bellerin's going to do anything much different than what. Um, Maitland-Niles is doing it at right back. I don't rate Maitland-Niles. Yeah, but I don't, but Bellerin's not to rate anyway. Do you know what I mean? Is uh, it going to be that much of a difference? He's a good attacker. I think if you've got the right system and you don't rely too much on Bellerin being an excellent defender, then I think you can manage. I'm hoping Tierney, Tierney is, is some kind of player because, my goodness, Kolesinac might be one of the worst football players I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen him make a forward pass in my life. It is disgraceful. I don't know what he does around where we sit. He was making a lot of runs. Nah, yeah, but what? But what he does, he makes his runs and he can get some crosses. The crosses are always going to get blocked off. They'll never make it into the box. But if there's no like one, two, if he gets the ball and he's got some space, even if the defender's behind him, he'll just stop, pull up, and then just pass it backwards. He has to run onto the ball. If he gets a decent cross, it's very rare. He just it's yeah, such, he's offside for the goal as well. He can't. Yeah. He can't defend. He is. He's. Uh, he's just such a bad footballer. Which is, is why you sold Monreal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only reason they sold Monreal, I reckon, is because they know Tierney's Tierney, coming back yeah. and then Monreal's going back home. So that was more like a, a good faith kind yeah. of transfer. Um, you also sold... Um, I was really surprised. There's this. There's a kid, um, Polish kid, Bielik. No, Bielik. He's meant to be like the best player in your, in your academy. Yeah. yeah, and they sold him to Derby because he apparently had a bust up because he's like, play me because I'm better than all your defenders. Yeah. And they sold him to Derby of all teams. Um, so I'll be interested to see how he plays this season, how he does. Because oh, he's meant to be... Index? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, he, I don't even think he's on it. No. Um, what was the last defender Arsenal produced? Uh, that was good. Tony Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Winterburn. Well, don't I, know. I don't is, know. Could Gary come as the finished article? I don't know. Yeah, maybe but I think this is why. But what do you mean produce? Who Carl Jenkinson anymore? Like? Carl Jenkinson. But this is why I, I'm kind of like probably my jury's out on holding because I'm just like he just reminds me of another. Chain well, that's of fair. Space. It's because that's what I've seen before. That's you know? fair. But I'm yeah. watching him live last year in a few games. He does look really good. He just looks promising. I'm not saying he's going to be great. No, whatever. I, you only need one. What Gwendouzi. a player! Actually, Gwendouzi looks like a great player. Yeah, I've, I take it. Last year, I wasn't so sure about him. I said I've been really he's up and down. He's I very said it up and down. From like yeah, you a few did. games in, I was like. Just the fact that he's always the one dropping short to get the yeah, ball. He, he gets Even it. when he loses it, it doesn't seem to phase him. He's, it's almost like he's, like he's unawareness of like the mistakes he makes was his benefit because he's like he'll always ask to receive the ball. And he and can dribble, and he can, and, and he showed some of his passing ability in that game as yeah, well. I, gen- I, I actually th- I didn't think it at first, but I've watched a few games this season of Arsenal, and 
genuinely think actually he could he could make a massive difference. The only, yeah. the only thing I would say at this point, and he's very young, is that he's he's very in and out. Some games he looks like one of the best young players in the world. Yeah, but I'm just saying, regardless of age, what I'm saying is that some games he looks where he, he's one of the best young players in the world. Some games he just looks like a headless chicken, like he's lost. You know, he's, his awareness around him yeah. is very lacking. He, all he does, what sometimes what he does, in games where he probably doesn't look comfortable, he's not going for it, you'll constantly see him drop in between the centre-backs. And that's all he does. And I don't know if that's something the, the manager tells him, but he, he just kind of doesn't get himself involved. So it's either one or the other. But North London derby, you know. When he's not having to play next to Granit Xhaka, he might be better. Oh, another, Granit and, and um, Kolasinac, just get him out, please. Please. Yeah, but at least you got really well Arsenal's many. dilemma is if you have Guendouzi, it's how you how do you play Torreira and uh, what's his Ceballos. name? Ceballos Easy. Together. You put you put Gwen, well, you, you yeah, put Guendouzi and and Torreira uh, just in front of the centre backs, and you've got Ceballos above them, just yeah, behind the front yeah, three. I just don't think Simple. that work. Like, well, we'll it, it, oh, it, it will work. It, it can work if you've got Bellerin and Tierney bombing on. Then you can have a you can have a quite narrow midfield because they're going to take up all the width. And that, and if you've got um, Pepe and Aubameyang who cut in, they're gonna they're gonna be narrow as well. So you've got all your width from your wingers. It could I mean it could work. I, who knows? Um, the other the other interesting one for me on Arsenal. You, you tried to pre- pronounce his name last year. The guy who went to Leeds, the striker, the young English striker, Eddie Inketia. 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 He he's another one who's hit the ground running at Leeds, yeah. and he's just he scored a couple for the under twenty ones as well. Good goals so as well. yeah, really good goals. So he he looks interesting. He's young. You never know. Um, what I quite enjoyed about Arsenal is that under the radar, you did all those signings. Everyone's like super excited about Arsenal like on transfer deadline day. Obviously, forgetting that the window is still open in Europe, and then like secretly without really saying anything, they just went off and sold a load of players on the yeah. last day. Like Mkhitaryan went, Monreal went, yeah. Oewe went, everyone. So Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan and Sanchez. Day too late. I think I texted it. Mkhitaryan Sanchez, worst swap deal in history for sure. Oh, it's, it's got to well, be. Both teams lost massively. Both loaned them out. How's Both that even probably possible? still paying a fair bit of well, wages. Well, Man United are paying 60% of his wages. Oh. It's like £40 million quid or something. To, just to go? let him play at Inter. Oh. It's madness. Has he played for Inter yet? No, he hasn't started yet. Lukaku scored on his debut. Though. But I don't right. get it because then like, Inter paid £12 million for him to go on loan. So I, I don't get how it all works. Like, Some dodgy feelings. Yeah. Well, it's like they pay £12 million, but then Man United still pay 60%. Of his wages, to, yeah. I don't know. Can, um, I can I point out... Would you say something about that no, game? Go on. Can I point out something quite interesting... Because we t- talked earlier on in the season about Wolves, and was it was it Mark or you talking Me. about them being tired already? Me, yeah. They haven't won a game in the Premier League yet. What one of my, one of my main predictions was, was like, Wolves are not going to be in the top Mark, ten. Oh, you can't say they're tired yet. They're not even had a chance to play. They, they've played six games in Europe already and in but Europa League, and it hasn't started yet. But I don't think it's the Burnley. Curse. Well, it depends whether you think it's tiredness. They haven't got a strong no, enough squad. It's tough to say that it's not. Well, no, it's not because I think Everton are. are are informed. What about like, all the other teams they played? Let's have a look. To be fair, they played Man United, and I mean we should have beaten them. We should have beaten them, but they got they got You're not a good team. No, but we we played better. They they drew against Leicester in the first game, game of the season. Leicester had like seventy eight percent possession. They hit the post like four times. They should have definitely beaten them. They are they they actually should have less points than they have. But then they drew with Burnley and obviously lost to Everton. Um, you're right, they haven't won, but they also have only lost one out of four. Uh, they should be doing actually worse. I, I mean, it was one of my predictions at the start. I don't think they'll make the top ten. 
I still think that. I like Wolves. I really like them. I just think it's about, too much. There's just something about the Europa League. If you haven't built that infrastructure where you can... Have, like Arsenal, when we went into Europa League, same with Man United, wasn't that bad. Because we had... Yeah. You've got the infrastructure. You can play your kids for the for all yeah. those rounds. And yeah, they yeah, just but, haven't got the kids to play. But you look at their fixtures and you would say Man United are a top seven team. You would say Everton are a top seven team. Oh, I like you're calling it a top seven now. That's, well, no, because I'm thinking... <laughs> it's expanding, just in seven. case. But I'm looking at... <laughs> a big ten team. <laughs> but I'm looking at who Wolves have played. They haven't played any bad teams yet. So, so they'll go for a run yeah. and then you'll probably say, oh, no, they're fitter. They, need it. they had a break. But and they've just, got Chelsea next. Yeah, so after that, well, Chelsea, they're useless. Then they got Palace, Watford and Sheffield United. We'll see what they're made of. Yeah, because then they'll go on a run. We'll see. We'll see. Look, I like Wolves. I really want them to do well. I like their players. I think they'll be fine, but I just don't think they're going to hit the heights that they did this year because of the Europa League. No, and I think teams like Everton have got better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And Wolves have strengthened, but not enough to, to have two squads to be able to play in another league, basically. Which is what the Europa League is. Yeah. La- last thing on Arsenal, though. If they were loaning out Mkhitaryan, why did he sub him on in that North That London? was weird, wasn't it? In what? In the North London derby. He subbed him on instead of Nelson. Did he? Yeah. All I can think is that um, what? He, 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 he wasn't sure he was going. Oh, Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. So I was thinking of Eddie Nyeka. I don't <laughs> know why. In Ketja. No idea. I don't understand. Why bring him on if, if you know you're going to ship him out the door a week later? Well, he might have just said to him, look, there's a chance you're going out and you still want to play. You know, yeah, I don't know. But then, but then, but then you've got Ozil who doesn't look like he's on his way out. Play, no, no one wants him. Please. No one wants no, him. No. Do, I do worry a little bit for Ceballos. I, I really like Ceballos and everyone's comparing him to um, Santi Gazzola rather than Ozil. But it reminds me... I worry yeah, a bit. different players. They are different players, but a lot of people were making the comparison just in the way that he controls the ball, controls the midfield, finds a pass. I hope not. He's, I he's think great. Santi Cazorla is one of the most overrated Arsenal players in recent times. Ah, oh, Santi Cazorla was great. Do you know what? No, Santi Cazorla is still great. He is still tearing so it up I, for Villarreal. I'll lean towards Chris on this because I think he's suffered with what a lot of Arsenal players had when they get injured for a long period and they go from being a good player to a must-needed start because the period they're injured for, Arsenal are struggling. And it's happened like, with Wilshere, happened with Rizitsky. Yeah. Santi Gazzola. Rizitsky is one that I did rate highly because I think he got the bad injury yeah. when he was Arsenal's best player. And then Fabregas got good while Rizitsky was injured. Gazzola was one of those ones, oh, he can use both feet. Which feet is he? Wow. Like, he wasn't conducive to winning. And... <laughs> Often and that's what I'm comparing Ceballos to. I'm just saying oh. everyone's getting really excited about Ceballos, and I think if unless you find a proper spot for him in that team, because like he didn't start against yeah. Spurs, which is quite telling, because you're like, actually, where does he fit into that? How do you play him in that team in that formation with those players? I'm, I'm not. I must so admit sure. that that Ceballos is a bit hlebish, where he is impossible to get the ball off of him, and he's got control. But what's he, what's kind of like the product after yeah. that? The thing I would say about Cazorla, to end on that, is he's 34 and he is dominating teams. I know it's a Spanish league, but he's in Villarreal, which is not a particularly great team. When they beat Barcelona last year, he was unbelievable. He completely dominated the game. In the last couple of weeks already for Villarreal, he's, he's been Yeah, but the Premier League's a whole different beat. I know it is, but he's 34. But the point is, he's still excellent. And he's still regard, highly regarded in Spain at the moment, at 34. So I think he was a great player. It was just that uh, it broke up his career. Overrated, quite work. still. Uh, did you like my recommendation for uh, Roy Keane's off-the-ball was Gary Neville? Do you know what? I thought when you said it was two hours long, I'm like, oh, it's, it's you just don't like anything that's longer. Than I don't know if hour. I can watch anything. Because I watched long. it like 
the day or two before, but I didn't even think to recommend it. You didn't like it? No, I didn't think to recommend it. I just oh, it. I didn't like watching it. Prick. It was <laughs> soon as I it started watching great. it. It's so it funny. Great. If you haven't if you haven't seen it, off the ball. Off, off the wall. Off the ball. It's Cadbury's, is it? Yeah. Cadbury's yeah. and so just write Gary Neville and, and Roy, um, Keane. Roy Keane into YouTube and you'll see this two hour uncut clip. Uh they were in Ireland for sure, weren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. and it, I I don't know if it was for just Roy Keane, but it kinda of just turned into Roy Keane and then from Gary Neville's perspective of Roy yeah. Keane. Uh, you, yeah, well, because Gary Neville's like he's a great pundit, but he's he's not interesting. His career's just standard. Yeah, he had a really standard right back. right back in. in I'm crazy. You, I'm crazy. You haven't, you haven't seen the end bit, but he's like, I'm crazy too. I, I was on the floor one time after a night out. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. No, I only I, I've got about half an hour left of it to watch. I'm yeah. out of time, but yeah, it's just yeah, it yeah. Neville's career isn't like he just stayed on probably one season too long because he always he got they, he should have given away a penalty against West Brom. And I remember him coming out afterwards and saying, yeah, I'm too slow now to play in the Premier League. Well, that's, do you know, I do like that about Neville, and I think that's probably what makes him a good pundit, is he's really honest. So when they asked him in that interview about manage, management, mm. and he just, it was so true, like, he's like, there are people that spend all their life, all their day training for this, coaching, like dreaming about it, they've got all the tactics in the world, why should I get the job? Because I'm Gary Neville and I play for Man United. That's not, I don't dream about it, think about it all day. Says so. it now, after yeah. a disastrous spell. But you wait till he gets off with the Man United job and takes it, yeah. Um, but I, I think, fair play to him, I'd be interested yeah. to see what he does because he was kind of talking about getting back into the game, but not, it was really weird. Yeah, because he was talking about punditry uh, and saying he thinks pundit should be replaced yeah, regularly. Regularly, because yeah. he's like... It's interesting. Uh, do you know what? I love that comment. Yeah, I love it. I did as well. Absolutely love it. true. Because because how can you have someone like Graham Sooners talking about Pep Guardiola exactly. Exactly. And, and, and their tactics and stuff like that? And you hear them just utter, it's like what we do here when we're talking about football. We don't know anything, but you just utter and just kind of bollock. And yeah. that's fine for us because we're not professionals and we're not getting paid for it. Yeah, yeah I think his point wasn't that... You're not getting paid for this. <laughs> I, but I think his point wasn't that they don't get the tactics. His point was you'll learn the pundit's position on certain things. So what I think of defending, what I think of diving, what I think of this. Yeah, so he's what like, Sines thinks of he's young like black in, males. Yeah. He's like, well, in, what was that other one? Oh, the was he chatting Moise about? Keane. Yeah. Moise Keane. Oh, oh, anyway, that's not. That's rough. But, um, but yeah, like he, but his point wasn't that uh, Sunes doesn't understand Guardiola's tactics. He's like, you just understand Sunes' positions on certain things. He's like, there's only so many scenarios you can analyse in a football game. It'd be like a corner. If you know I'm against zonal marking on a corner, yeah, after two years, you're like, you're like, there's only so much you could, like, without repeating. So he's like, but just I, get someone else in who's got different views. No, but I, I think Gary Neville should give himself a bit more credit because I think you can tell there's some pundits who do absolutely no work towards what they're doing. They just get their suit and tie on. Sit down and just I'd say just every chat. Candidate. Yeah, but Gary, I think Gary Neville kind of takes it a step further in terms of his analysis. Yeah, I always because liked... he, he's got the benefit of only analysing one game usually. All right, because that's fair. Say, this is your that's game, fair, but, yeah. but I could, but like I, I always liked Alan Hansen on Match of the Day because I thought his outlook was much better than someone. Alan Shearer could could watch Match of the Day every day. Um, for the rest of his life and he'll say the exact same stuff week in week out yeah. so See, actually like, no do should like have done better huh? I do like seeing this uh, I don't know about that um, but I do because I, when something when your team's not performed or you're you have been robbed by someone cheating you, you're like I can trust Sunes to point this out regardless like he's he's almost like I like Roy Keane as well because you're like 
they're going to point it out. They're going to say, no, that, that guy has gone down. Mm. He's, he's deliberately thrown himself on the floor or he's too soft in that tackle. Or like they'll, they'll call this stuff out where I don't like when they sort of like, oh yeah, he's cheating, but it's just part of the game these well, days. J- Jamie Redknapp's the worst for that, sitting on the fence, isn't he, about yeah. something. Um, but that's, that's, why quite, that's why it's quite refreshing having Jose Mourinho kind of doing it because he's, he's talking about he, is he the most accomplished manager that, that Sky Sports have had in a while I'm trying to think Mourinho yeah because he's yeah. talking about principles Probably, yeah. and stuff yeah. that, that a lot of the other players well, don't I, see I liked, uh, pundits I like that Neville's talked about that and said the reason he's doing that is because he's always had a negative idea of pundits so he wants yeah. to try himself to actually see what, what is it about it? And yeah. that, that might help him be a better manager. Yeah. I just I wish he would practice what up. he preached. Because well, yeah. you're like, do you not remember? He's like, when he's talking about philosophy and principles, mm. I'm like, you're part of the problem at Man United. You were toxic. <laughs> yeah, massive. You destroyed Luke Shaw publicly. Like, you didn't even move to Manchester. You lived in a hotel. Like, you were part of the problem. Like, and But the way he talks, yeah. it's like, it's like, because uh, I think he is also very aware that while Solskjaer is doing not so great it makes him look good and say look I was right I told you these players aren't very good so while he knows he's right and he can sound intelligent it can almost rewrite history because you already see it now yeah but I think he was right he just came across like a bit of an arsehole who Mourinho yeah no he was an arsehole well we said before that him saying coming second with the team he had was his greatest achievement yeah that was just a big thing to say yes I'm sure it was a very difficult thing to do and um, it's been very difficult yeah. for managers after him to do well because he's left because he left, he left like such that. a mess yeah but you don't need to say it like that yeah okay. but it's like it, 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 you can already see on because I've got quite a lot of Man United fans on Twitter that's basically most of my Twitter you can see people rewriting history and I'm like you're the guys I follow I know you wanted Mourinho out mm. like you're, and now now you're going back and re- almost rewriting what you thought at the time I'm like no it was toxic there was the doubt that he had destroyed uh, the team at Chelsea. There was an issue of uh, when he sold De Bruyne. He said, I can tell a player within 20 minutes whether he's going to make it or not, or he's my kind of player. And he so wrote Salah as well, didn't he? Yeah, but Salah, I think he gave a try, but he, he wrote De Bruyne off after 20 minutes. And you're like, like, that kind of thing. You're trying to be arrogant, but it's clearly come back to bite you because De Bruyne is the best player one of the best players Probably in the best league. best midfielder in the world. Along with Salah. Yeah. Um, just what, I'm looking at time, we're already like 35 minutes in. Yes, yeah, so I... Um, just before we leave the England thing, we're playing, I mentioned Kosovo, we're playing them on Tuesday. Um, I was actually thinking, although we always we always beat these teams 4-5-0, I don't think that's going to happen with Kosovo. I, I just noticed that all, almost all their best players are out either injured or suspended Kosovo. for Kosovo which is actually a shame for them I, I genuinely think of all the teams in our group they could probably give us the best game but no one's looks like game who cares yeah. I'm not, do you know what they I gave us underest- a good game for 80 minutes and then conceded three in the last 10 I wouldn't Just underestimate <laughs> Kosovo they're, they're better than all the other I'm teams I'm underestimating them massively we're going to hammer them we are because all their good players are out but they <laughs> yeah that's why <laughs> yeah. name um, one name one I have no idea. <laughs> Shakiri. But no, I'm sick of their stat. They're unbeaten. In, they've won their last 15 games in a row. Like they've they've what? They've won their 15 games in a row. Name, them. Name, the, name the teams they've played. 
Well, in our, everyone in our group, Bulgaria, Czech Republic, whoever else. You've seen how bad our group is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I think I, I'm just looking at the stats. I'm like, actually, do you know what? Kosovo might not be as walkover as, as we it's might true. think. It's true. There's no easy games in international. <laughs> <laughs> They've won 15. I don't know. The Champions League draws was, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Well, we've got the group in. My favourite clip. Ah, of the Sparta... Eric Cantona? No, the Sparta... Oh, that speech. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we should talk about that. The Sparta Prague owner. Oh, I haven't seen that. What, 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 uh, I, I, I will tweet it. I tweeted it from my account, but I'll right. tweet it from... Uh, was that, when they, was that when, they, when they found out which group they were in yeah. and they were just like... Because they this cheered or so something, good. isn't it? Uh, it was a few weeks they, ago. I it? think they are, they are, without question, in the group of death. Um, so it's a Champions League draft. So, Everyone's favourite game. So this is the owner of Sparta, Qua, oh. uh, Sparta Prague. We'll it's not a good interlude. podcast, but I'll show Danny. Bad radio. So that's... Just some really chubby guy just laughing his head off. He's just like, well, we're out. He's like laughing and then they're like, we're... Inter Milan, Dortmund, and Barcelona. Dortmund, Barcelona. Every time they name a team, he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "What a group that is!" Though, what Barcelona, Dortmund, and Inter Milan? I could go anyway. I guess Got... from his point of view, he's like, "We're out," but at least yeah. we're getting free, like, good travel, oh, going man. to away three days. big state, free yeah. away days, free big name. Like, Why he's annoyed is because obviously if you come third, you get Europa League, and they they could do all right. He Europa was not annoyed. League. He was. Just he like... was just. I'm here to enjoy the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Fun. Oh. But yeah, we are on the Champions League draft, everyone's favourite game. I know you yeah. love it, Mark. Um, so earlier on in the season, we just talked about it in different scoring. So I can't seem to find where I wrote it down. Uh-oh. I'll have to try and redo it. But when I were doing points now for wins and goals scored as well, it's not just picking the team. So yeah, that's what that. the whole point was. Okay. So uh, last year, it was just the first version of it. We just picked teams and then we, had, we got the opportunity to swap them in and out each Champions League fixture week. As we go from the group stage to the um, knockout stages, we'll be trimming off some fat and getting rid of some teams where we end up being with one team at the end. But this year, we're going to add extra points with that when it comes to wins and goal scored. Okay? Okay. Right. So, last year, Danny won Woo-hoo! with Liverpool in his uh, draft. Picked them first. And that means you get to pick first this time as well. Mark's going to be picking second because his team almost with one of the boldest predictions ever announced by anybody in terms of football going that Liv- uh, Spurs were going to win the Champions League we all scoffed we laughed the irony was it. he actually said they're going to make the final and yeah. then changed it and oh, said it? they're going to oh, no, win no, it no, no, we yeah. just said bold yeah. boldest on the, on the pod I did say they'll, they'll make the final I don't think they'll win it that uh, was, we'll, that we'll was give it to you still we'll you, give it to you, you still you got no, it no but that you means it's it. more correct <laughs> I was like I've, I've picked them to, and that means I pick third we're going to do snake draft so we're going to go and pick four teams out of all the groups. Um, should we read out all the groups just quickly? No. I don't even need to read them all out. Have, have, you, got, have you all got them in front of you? I've right. got I've the got groups all the teams, I haven't got the groups. Uh, get the groups in front of you. might be useful. The, the UEFA Champions League one. Just Google one. Champions League groups, that comes up. And I'm going to have to fill a bus now, so maybe I should read the groups. Who do you think has the easiest group? Uh, or is Prague. that? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I already know who my first pick are. And do you know what? It's so annoying. Well, who's got the easiest group? Yeah. Well, it, they've got... I think that's pretty easy. It, it, they've got oh, the stupidest, easiest group you've ever seen. I don't know. Ajax. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's a stupid group as well. Yeah. Any of those could... 
Well, well, unfortunately, unfortunately Valencia are really not particularly good this year. They've Man City or Liverpool, right? Yeah. Man City's group is outrageous. Man City have never had a hard group. That's what I mean. That's why I'm so annoyed. They've never had a hard group. We talked about last year. They're running in some of the cups. It's just ridiculous. I didn't get a Premier League team in the FA Cup till the final. And it was Watford. And then in the Champions League, you need a bit of luck, right, to win these cups. This, anyway, are we ready to pick? Because that's yes. why my first pick is Man City. Because Dynamo Zagreb, Atalanta, who unfortunately have sold, lost C? a few good, big players, and Shakhtar, who aren't very good this year, um, they're going to walk it. And they're going to top their group. How long are we keeping the teams for the whole group stage? Uh, no, after each round of games, we can swap one out and um, put one in. Right. So my first pick is who's writing this down? Uh, I am. I've got it. my first pick is Manchester City, and they're going to win the Champions League. Unfortunately, imagine we got big enough to do this live one day, <laughs> a live stream. Your first pick is Man City. Man City. Group Man C. City. I think they're going to score at least twenty group goals in that group. C. All right, Mark. All right. Who is your pick? It's a stick in Premier League, but it's got to be Liverpool. Ooh, I have them. No comment. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this computer. Uh, Liverpool. Oh, this is tough for me now. So I get two picks in a row. Um, and I seem to have lost my uh, Champions League table. Boom. Talk there amongst you yourselves. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to go for... Um, hmm... I don't really see any other team I can go for. Oh. There's no other team that can win it. We've, <laughs> no. we've got the only two teams in there. It's loads of teams with easy I know, groups. I know. Well, I get two picks in a row. Yeah. So I'm going to go for Juventus as my first pick. Bold. Tough, bold. Tough group. That's a tough group. That's yeah, bold, tough but... group. <laughs> they're, not beating, they're not beating Atletico this year. Come on. Well, no. I've predicted Atletico to win it this year. The Champions League. Yeah. So, so my I did next... predict Juventus. I would take it all back now they're in their group. My next pick is going to be uh, Barcelona. Wow, that's also a what? That's two really bold picks, but fair enough. What do you mean Juventus and Barcelona? Well, they've both got really tough groups. There's yeah, but, teams with better groups. Yeah, but you know they'll make it through the group. That's fine, and it's after that, isn't it? It's getting them in early. I mean, because like Juventus, it's basically Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, that's what you've picked. So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Right, Mark, it's your pick. Right. Who do you pick? What's your second pick? How many picks are we getting each? Four. 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 You get so, one now. Yeah, I'll, uh, they're in a tough group though, but I can't really look past. Uh, what's PSG's group, sorry? PSG's group A Real Madrid, Galatasaray, and Club Bruges. Yeah. I'll go. PSG, PSG just ran out there. Yeah, not because I think they'll win it, but I'm I'm thinking of these goals and yeah, like, who who's who's got a six nil in it? Yeah, Danny, your second pick. Bayern Munich. Bayern They've got Munich. a six nil in them easily. Olympiacos and whoever Savena Zvedva are. Isn't that uh, Red Star? Is that Red Star Belgrade yeah, these days? That is Red Star Belgrade. Um, they're going to beat both of them six nil, and I unfortunately I think they'll beat Spurs as well. So I'm going Dan, for Dan. You also get to pick a third one. Let's go. So here's where I'm a bit torn. Now um, it gets difficult, doesn't it? It does start to get difficult. I've got a few I want to pick, but um, I've got one. It's a bit out there. But... I have as well, but and I'm I'm hoping it 
it stays for when it comes back because obviously there's gonna you when I finish this pick there's four more picks until it's me again so I'm pretty sure this team's gonna go if I don't pick them so I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna go for Atletico Madrid interesting interesting so I'm going out there I'm going for Red Bull Leipzig oh that's a big call that's a big call. I was thinking them as well. That's, a big call. <laughs> that's purely because of Group G. I was like, I think uh, that's, that's a great, that's a great point. They almost point de- they're definitely going. I'm through. gonna have to drop one at the end, so it's good. To... <laughs> do you know what? I Leipzig have a really good chance of getting through that group. Really so good chance. No one's picked anyone from Group H yet. Uh, why would you? None of them well, again for points. Well, none, none of them win it. Group F. It's, it's my turn. Yeah, I picked Barcelona. Um. I can't get past Dortmund, so I'm going to pick Dortmund. Okay. They've been they've been scoring well this year so far. They lost to the newly promoted side. Recently. That's fine. We all win some, we lose some. Um, and for my final pick, oh, this is tough. Very tough. Um, no one's going for Madrid. It seems interesting. Bale Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are going to score a lot of goals against Bruges and Galatasaray, probably, aren't they? I want to, I've got some real left field pick I do really it. want to pick. Do, do it. it. I picked Red Bull. Like, yeah. <laughs> just do it. By the way, you know they're not called Red Bull because Red Bull is actually RB, yeah. yeah. Red Bull is actually uh, Salzburg who are yeah. in Group E. But that's that's all just RB doesn't stand for Red Bull because he's just shitting himself <laughs> like that. <laughs> the big fart. Um, um, interesting fact: RB Leipzig. The RB does not stand for Red Bull. Well, no, that's that's like, it stands for Razen Ball Sport. No, yeah, yeah, but it used to be Red Bull. They got but you can't have Red Bulls on them. Yeah, yeah, no, they are spot. They, no, that's it's because Red... you can't have the two same teams owner. called the same thing uh, or the same owner with in, with two teams in the same competition. So yes. had to for say... my last pick, I'm picking Lille. Oh, that's an awful pick. It's a great pick. It's an awful pick. Trust me, it's a great pick. They've just lost Pepe. It's a points gatherer. So I've got PSG. 13 goals, 13 assists they've just lost. Pepe's terrible. To be fair, Kone is pretty good. I like how you just switched that around. (coughs) But they're not going to get through that. I'm just getting points, man. And Thiago Mendes was their other main man. But that group's weak as well. I don't think because Ajax isn't going to be as strong. Chelsea, who Ajax lost no one. Valencia, maybe. Did you pick Bayern Munich? Yeah. Um, well, I, 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 it's just like two, two of their big players. Who? What's the one that went to Barcelona? Oh, the, yeah, you're right, Frankie Dion. Yeah, player, you're right. But I mean, they've replaced him. But I actually be fine. All right. I think that's a bold move, and you'll be swapping Lille out very soon. Probably, <laughs> but you know, you want to make it interesting, yeah, innit? True. Yeah, you want a reason enough. to switch out some teams. Fair enough. Uh, Mine is still still holding strong. I know the two I want if they're going to be left. Well, you, one of yours is going to be Ajax for sure, and then Real Madrid. It's actually not. Yeah, it's easy. You're, you're some bait man. I know everything you're gonna do. You don't. You you could not. I told guess you last them, night. You've been in my pocket for years. <laughs> I'm either gonna go. Ah, uh, Madrid or Napoli. Interesting. Go on. I mean, you have. I'm going well, to you, have a... well, you've got both other teams in those groups. You've got PSG and Liverpool. So you're, <laughs> you're basically gonna have two teams in Group A and Group E. Yeah. That's just fine. You can yeah. do, they're both. Get, they're probably going to go through, right? So that's not a bad shout. So who did I say? Oh, Real Madrid. What's their groups? Uh, We've gone PSG, Club Bruges, Galatasaray. Here we go. I'm going Napoli. I'm doing it. Uh, Is that one of your teams? Yeah, it was one of the ones I wanted. Go on, Dan. Last I, think Napoli, I think Napoli might win the, the um, win their league this year. I don't think they will win it. Um, I'm going for, I've got two picks, you right? They will win it by about 15 points. I bet they don't. I bet they don't this year. Bet on it. They're a mess. 
Surrey yeah. is a mess there. Um, I'm going for Leon, who I think will top their group G. Oh, come on, Danny. Be real. All right, they will. Leipzig. Uh, and That's it. I'm That's going... your last one. Can't be. Yeah, you've got Man City, Bayern, Atletico, Leon. Four teams. Oh, yeah. All right. We're not going for a team. No one went for oh, right. no one went for Real Madrid. No, That's no, amazing. No, no. Because when they have Galatasaray and Club Rouge, they will still get through. That's the funny thing. Clubs and they'll probably beat PSG. Never mind. When they get Pochettino, then I'll um, bring them in this season. Man United will get Pochettino oh, before Real Madrid, I reckon. So when they what's, when's the uh, when's the first games? Uh, next week, Tuesday the seventeenth, seventeenth, eighteenth. Oh, nice. Um. Can you read out who everyone's got then? I've forgotten. Right, so Danny has got Manchester City from Group C. Yeah. Bayern Munich from Group B. Atletico Madrid from Group D. Oh, I've got a strong lineup. Leon from Group G. Ironically, if I pick Real Madrid. He got a first, a strong game week one fixture. What's that? Danny. Because I've, I've, I've picked Liverpool and Napoli and they play each other. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's got Liverpool from Group Am I looking? Group E, PSG from Group A, Leipzig from Group G, and Napoli from Group E. And I have got Juventus from Group D, Barcelona from Group F, Dortmund from Group F, Lille from Group H. So the interesting ones that no one picked, obviously Spurs. Lille's no, away to Ajax. Yeah. No one picked Spurs. I'll bang them up. No one picked Inter Milan. No one picked Chelsea, and no one picked Real Madrid. Interesting. Chelsea, I haven't even. I'm struggling to pick Chelsea in our prediction league, yeah. let alone for the Champions League. Nah, uh, I mean, just because they've got an easy group. I'd said, I'd said earlier about Chelsea this season. I don't, not to you, but to someone else. I think Chelsea need to be kind of seen as more like a mid to upper ta- mid table team, right? Well, it depends who you ask. Hey, hey, good response there. Right, so should we go to the game? Let's do it. Yeah. Mark, you got a game for us, right? I've got a game. And uh Are we keeping a scoreboard of scores this year for winners of the games? Nah, just leave it. Alright. No, because some some weeks we might have a game where uh, I guess most weeks it is always head to head. But we can, but make, last, we can make it last season. Fun, yeah, last season we had games where you wanna give us more work to do. Winners. Honestly. <laughs> just trying yeah. to think about it. We have enough spreadsheets up there. <laughs> we have do we have got a lot of spreadsheets, so I'll give you that. Alright, All right. so England were playing this weekend. Were they? Yeah. So this is a mixture of football and how well, we know uh, cities. So uh, I've got the last six competitive England away games. So I'll tell you the stadium and the city and you just tell me the country. Okay. So initially I went to do it in order, but then whoever was second would have had a much easier time than the person who went first. So I've just mixed them up in what I think is difficulty. Okay. So, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Sure. All right. So, in, in one of these games, England... So, I've excluded neutral stadiums. So, these are away games where the, the other team is the home team. Not, obviously, the Nations League, etc., where they're on neutral ground or the World Cup. So, England won 3-2, and they played in Estadio Benito de la, del Villamarín in Seville. What country is that? What country is Seville in? Yeah. Spain. Spain. All right. That's, Jesus no, Christ. This game's a lot easier than I thought it was well, about. That's oh. the easiest, but I've, okay. I've, uh, I've right. like, yeah, 
Fine, no, no, okay, I'm with you now. Yeah, Spain. Great. All right. Chris. England had a 2-2 draw in Hampden Park in Glasgow. (laughs) (laughs) That's um, in Scotland. Good. Good guess. (laughs) This would be much harder if you didn't tell us the city and you just told us the stadium. This would be incredibly difficult. All right, we'll see how much you get. All right. There's three games each, so so okay. is this like this? So this is only like a few years out, really, as well, isn't it? This isn't the the, this last, is the last six. six yeah, England away. Great. How hard can this be? Come on, yeah. let's go. Right. I can't wait. No, but this spreads over a couple of years. Yeah, of, so it doesn't include World Cup and doesn't include Nations. No, because they're neutral. Otherwise, the World Cup would all be in. Uh, but did, we did play it away at the Nations League, though, didn't we? No, but the finals were in. Yeah, so Spain was in the, when we played Spain away. Yeah. Okay, but, fine. Oh, but right. yeah, like it just think about who is in our Nations League group, right? All yeah. right. So Danny, the national stadium in Tarkali. I probably pronounced that wrong, or Tekal, or Tekali. Okay, are you going to tell me the city? Is that the that's, city? That's the city. Oh, and it's just called the national stadium. All <laughs> yeah. right, okay. Uh, fuck. All right, I give up. <laughs> um, I am. Gi- is this passing uh, over? By ta- yeah, let's pass. Tekali. Yeah. Um, T A apostrophe Q A L I Q A L I. Um, I will go for Bulgaria. Incorrect, Chris. Is it Azerbaijan? No, it is Malta. Oh, oh Jesus! I thought okay. you, you've both been in recent years. I have, but yeah. fair enough. All right, this is harder than we thought. So this <laughs> one's called. Study on Riaka, Chris. Where? In Riaka. Oh. Or um, Riaka. I think it's pronounced Riaka. Oh, where's Riaka? Did you spell it? Um, R-I-J-E-K-A. Uh, is it Iceland? Incorrect. Ah, oh, Is it Handover? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sweden? Incorrect. It's Croatia. Oh, no. Oh, I knew that's annoying. I've heard of Riaka. Oh, Glad this game's easy. Yeah, Reykjavik. <laughs> now for the hard ones. <laughs> so, 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 to Danny? Yeah. Yeah. Gradsky Stadium in Podgorica. Po- Poland. Incorrect. Oh. Podgorica. P-O-D-G-O-R-I-C-A. Say that again. Spell it again. P-O-D-G-O-R-I-C-A. Um, I'm going to say Norway. Correct, it's Montenegro. Correct, no, it's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Montenegro, oh, of course, yeah. Alright, God, this Finally, is terrible. Danny. This is tough. Finally? Oh yeah. my goodness, what's some shit break. game? We're going to have to use this tiebreaker, I imagine. Well, the problem is, is like the FA's website only went back six away games. Mm. So, the LFF Stadium in... Vilnius. 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 Yeah. V-I-L-N-I-A-S. V-I-L-N-I-U-S. Chris knows it. Pressure's on. Um, LF what? Stadium? What stadium did you say? L-F-F stadium. I think I know this one. What might that stand I for? Might be. What might L-F-F stand for? Um, I'm second guessing myself now. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think who on earth we've played. Who else is in our group? I wouldn't have remembered this game. Um, Vilnia. I'm going to go for Romania. Incorrect. Is it Lithuania? Correct. Yes! Oh my God. And this week's winner. <laughs> <laughs> I know where Vilnius is. I knew it was in Lithuania. Oh, wow. Yes! Great geography. That's great geography knowledge. Bang! Have you been there? No, I used to work with a Lithuanian. Plus... There was a li- I remember this really young Lithuanian swimmer in the Olympics who was like smashing everything. I think she was from Vilnius. Wow, what a, what a memory. Fair, For fair some play. things, but I just need to <laughs> yeah, stick to that play. one. Fair play. What was the tiebreaker out of interest? So, Let's do it anyway. Yeah, so England, when England first formed, the only teams they would play against was Wales, Ireland or Scotland. And then they joined FIFA in around 1946. Who was the first away team they played? Hungary. Incorrect. Scotland. No, outside the home. Idiot. No, I know. I thought, I thought, the they, I thought it was a double bluff. Well, no, no. <laughs> Scotland was the first away match they had, but the first away match to a non-home nation. Ah, yeah. That's why, that's why I said it. Um, to a non-home nation. Yeah. Uh, France. Incorrect. So it would have been in 1947. So you have to think. Germany. What would be... Oh, West Germany. No. Jesus Christ. Well, it would have been just... It would have been Switzerland. Why? Because they're a neutral country. This oh, would have been around. On. No, but I would have carried on guessing. I mean, we'd have been here all day. That's a crazy tiebreaker. obvious. Switzerland. <laughs> oh, well done, well done, Chris. Well yes. done. Congratulations. Who would England be playing football with in 1947? Germany. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Fair enough. <laughs> 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 yeah. I didn't say Germany, though. Um, Chris, you won the um, fattest football this week. You I got did. The yes. I, do you know what? As well, I wished for that. So I'm glad it came to fruition. I got did one of them eyelash wishes. And I wish <laughs> that I would have an absolutely monster week in fantasy football, and I did. Thank God I brought in Sergio Aguero and put him as captain. Almost put him as triple captain just to hype it up a bit. But uh, yes, devastatingly good win. So that means I get to make my transfer this week. Have you decided what you're going to do? Man, our team is so bad. It's real bad. It is not great. Because um, all it is now is just trying to get rid of players to kind of put ourselves in a position to um, have some money to spend. So. I mean, actually, you say it's bad. Considering it's an a, like auto-select team, you've got players like Pereira and Dina and Walker and Haller and Rashford who are all doing really well. Mount even is in there. Although I yeah. think we added him. Yeah. Um, it's not that bad. Funny enough, it's not that bad a team. You just had a pretty bad week. I, I, I kind of want to get rid of um, Rashford because I don't think he's very good. But I won't do it right now. Um... It's just trying to bring in some cheaper players. Yeah. We need like a Lundstrom or a, you know, we need a cheap four million somewhere because we've got some expensive Don't tell players. me what to do. All right. Jesus Christ, this guy can't help himself. Um, so I'm going to be putting in, Martial doesn't look like he's going to be playing next week. Okay, he's got a fire injury. I'm not 100% sure they've updated their explanation marks on it yet. No? There's a lot of reds, but let's just put it up here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out... I don't think Felipe Anderson's not done any work very well and he's gone down in points. So I'm going to switch out Felipe Anderson and I'm going to put in uh, Cantwell. How about that? Todd Give Cantwell. us some money well. Give us some money as well. I'm doing it for the side. Yeah? Have you seen Norwich's fixtures? They give a freak. Done. Cool. Hope he bags a few against Man City. <laughs> <laughs> Who's captain this week, Chris? 
Cat- Cat- Cantwell. Cantwell. At Man City. No, interesting one actually, but I think I'm, I might go. It's either going to be Norwich, Carl Walker, um, or Haller actually. He's been banging him in. When we put Haller as our captain this week. Away at Villa. Okay. Jesus Christ, boy. He criticizes everything I'm doing. I didn't say a word. I just said away at Villa. Let me just do my thing, alright? How about that? Hmm? Huh? He's done alright. He's got three goals in two games, Haller. I'm going to put Cantwell on the bench as well. <laughs> right. There we go. Save the team. Lovely. Results league. We made a bit of a boo-boo last week because... Um, there was no pod. There was, well, there was no pod and we also didn't pick our results until we realised Sunday morning. So we had the Sunday fixtures to pick between the three of us. So that wasn't great. Uh, well, the week before that was a good week for Danny. I went for Aston Villa to go... Uh, why has that happened? Everton to win. Am I looking at the right one? Yeah. You went for Everton to beat <laughs> Villa. What? <laughs> sorry, sorry. And they didn't. They did not. They lost. All right. So I got zero points. Danny went for Watford to beat no. uh, West Ham to beat Watford three one, and they won three one. So he got the actual, <laughs> and it result. was an away result as well. So four points. Oh yeah. my goodness, is that right? Yeah, I don't know how the points work. On here. Oh yeah, so that's weird because you went for Sheffield United to beat Palace, yeah, and they were playing at home, so you got three points, but here it's you've got four, whereas I I got. F- Four points for. Picking. I think you get an you get an extra point for being away, right? Yeah. So yeah, but he hasn't done a bracket for that one. He's done actual result, which is right, three points. Then the win, one point. Then it should be home or away, I guess, one point for an away win. I haven't updated this at all. You've not, no. Then I, I thought um, just put a one next. It's to one. It's, my it's, result, it's, it's one. No, it's <laughs> one point if you get it. If you get the result, if you get the right team. Yeah. It's three if you get the right team and the thing, not four. So it's just three. Yeah. And then the only time it's four is if it was also an away game. Does that make sense? So oh, okay. You, so it, it shouldn't be three and one. Like on, on our spreadsheet, we've got three for the result and one yeah, for the yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. It should just be three. I think our listeners love anyway. how our All right, let's just work it out. Anyway, I've got the yeah, answer we'll, right. We'll work it out boom. afterwards. I've got four points. So yeah. We also need to do one of them pivot tables for this year, yeah. don't we? It's not started yet. And then Mark went for Bournemouth to lose against Man City 4-0 uh, that it was what was it 4-1 at the end or 3-1 uh, I don't know. the actual result was well they beat Brighton 4-0 didn't they but they beat Bournemouth 3-1 yeah yeah it was 3-1 Aguero got it so then next Sunday I went for Wolves to beat Everton 2-1 that was wrong then he went for Arsenal to beat Arsenal to beat Spurs 2-1 that was wrong Mark went for Everton to beat Wolves 2-1 he got the right result he got the right Result, but not the right score. We got one point for that. Correct. We don't know what the scores on the doors are because the thing isn't generated, right? No. Got no pivot table, so we'll let you know later. I know. But Mark, Mark's winning. I'm second in Christmas. I'm not last. doing very well. <laughs> Matches for next week. Already. Go on, Mark. You go first, then. So. Write them down, Dan. I'm gonna do Southampton. Oh, we all Jesus. wanted to do. Oh, Southampton. Don't tell me to go first. And then <laughs> we all wanted to do Southampton. Yeah, so I'm gonna do Southampton to beat Sheffield United. Two one. Okay. Go Chris, on, Dan. No one. You go. go on, I'm writing it down. Um, you go first. Oh, you picked my team. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go for Southampton to beat Sheffield United also 
and I'm going to go 1-0. Okay. I should go 2-0, really. Um, I am going to go for Arsenal to beat Watford away. New manager. You, they, you're playing with fire. Yep. And, and this gonna... is your second time picking Arsenal. No, I haven't picked Arsenal. You just picked Arsenal to beat Tottenham, didn't you? Oh, bollocks, you're right. Okay, well, I can't pick him then. Why? Well, you can't pick him. It just yeah, I don't, want, I don't want it now. Uh, no. It's only Liverpool and Man City we can't pick twice. Yeah, yeah, but I've forgotten that I picked them last week because I went on my thing. Uh, all right, in that case, I will go for um, Brighton to beat Burnley 2 0. I've also stuck the right mind down for week six, so be mindful of that. Um, Brighton to beat Burnley 2 0. We shall find out in two weeks' time because next week me and Martha in Scotland. So no pod then. Cool. Unfortunate for you, Dan. Oh, I've done this wrong. Right. Boom, boom. I think that's it, isn't it? Front three, back four. Front three, back four. Yep. Um. Have you got? Have you got? Have you got one ready, Dan? Yes. Have you got them ready, Mark? I did. did? All right. Just to give you time, then I'll go first. In my front three this week is. The NFL. Woo. It's back. It is back. Everyone knows that I love all sports. And one of the sports that I quite enjoy is the NFL, which is back this year. We're watching it currently on silent. Well, kind of. Um, yeah, that's it really. I don't know. There's been some big news this summer, which is quite interesting, which no one will know at all. But um, the biggest news this summer was uh, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, Antonio Brown. Ended up leaving his old team, Pittsburgh Steelers, in some pretty unceremonious fashion. Got picked up by the Raiders. There's this show called Hard Knocks, which is essentially like they follow a team in their training uh, in their training session or, or uh, training period before the season starts. And he was kind of like the hot topic of that because he'd burnt his feet in a cryotherapy chamber so he couldn't run for a while. And he had all these issues. And then he got released yesterday and then signed by the New England Patriots. Did that really happen? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't realise he'd been signed by them. That's <laughs> Literally, amazing. the day before the season starts, he gets released and signed up by... They've signed yeah. Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. are going to win again? Well, oh. I mean, I don't know, because they signed... Now they've got they've got a, uh, a really troubled wide receiver before that called Josh Gordon, who is supposed to be really, really good. They've got Antonio Brown, so their wide receiver should be really good. So they should be pitted favourites to win there. Their odds went from 6-1 to one to 4-1 to one when they got Antonio Brown as the winners. Yeah, he's, he's great. As we know in the NFL, it's outside of the Patriots, it's pretty, there's a lot of parity. Year to year, you don't know which teams are going to do well and make it to the Super Bowl. But we've got a season to find out and enjoy it. I don't know how the Jets did today, but I like this Le- Le'Veon Bell. They've got a few... Yeah, it, was, it looked like it was a bit of a shitty game. And they were winning it last time. And they're playing against the Bills, who are dreadful as well. So I don't know how it ended, but... Don't know. Patrick Mahomes just firing it in. He was going for... I'd like to know if he broke the record. Yeah. i have to check that out after this. The Seahawks might do pretty well this season. They just got a big defensive player in them. Jadavian Clowney. He looks very much like a Seahawks player. Or Crystal Palace player. (laughs) Jadavian. Some of their names are brilliant. They got some... Yeah. My favourite NFL name of all time is Jabrikasaur Ferguson. (laughs) (laughs) Just see how it spells. got like two apostrophes in it. Ridiculous. (laughs) Um, yeah. Jabrickasaw Jabrickasaw Ferguson brilliant yeah. you ever seen that key? I've showed you that Key and Peele clip yeah. isn't it <laughs> um, yeah so that's back in my back four this week this ha- do you know what I, I couldn't get past this I was looking outside my window the other day and it just reminded me of something that pisses me off 
so much. In my back four this week, of old ladies running for the bus. It fucks me right off. Because, look, for the most part, you know, you've got to make an effort and run for the bus. But what a lot of old women do is they decide to get off the road, off the pavement, run towards the bus on the road to try and stop them. But they're running, obviously, at like half a mile an hour trying to get that bus. I think it's just so... Sexist. Rude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute. This feels like an enormous generalisation. It almost feels like you were looking out your window the other day and saw one woman running for the bus and thought... No, but it happens all the time. <laughs> no, but it happens all the time. Hold on. Hold I've on. never seen that happen, ever. That's because you don't take the bus. I'm a True. commoner. True. You're riding around in a fucking Mercedes-Benz, right? <laughs> no, it just absolutely... And there should be a rule that if you're, if you're playing a game of chicken with a bus, if the bus hits you, they don't get in trouble. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you're late for the bus, you're late for the bus. Wait for the next one. We're paying, we're paying for you to get free transport. Our taxpayers' money is paying for you to get free what? transport, for you to not have enough time. You've got nowhere to go. You're retired. Wait for the next stop. bus. What? What? <laughs> They're literally going to get off the next stop as well, right? <laughs> They're literally going to get off on one stop. Hold on a minute. Why are you bothered? Why did it matter to you? Because why yeah, are they the fucking... Th- which adds to traffic, which adds everyone and the environment. <laughs> You're holding me up. Like, and they've they got to regulate the service, so then like, you go three or four bus stops down the, the road. environment, Danny, but you can... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Mark just ended up an extinction rebellion. Uh, oh, my God. Not in this house. Where, we are Greenpeace only. Where did you find this? Oh, so, there was a... March today, and they walked by me. Where was that? Uh, so you took it. They were going walking in Haringey. Like it was almost like you've set this moment up. You were waiting for Chris to come up with something. Just it so just felt the right moment to pull that out. Honestly, it's just no. It does. It drives me mental. If anything, if that happens, it's like, come on, man. The bus has got to move. For us, if we're running and fucking busting our gut, and the bus moves, you just got to deal with it. They're gonna literally stop in front of it so you can't move it. It's just. It's just insane. I, I, I don't and it only happens to old women. They're the only ones that do it. Because an old man would have more sense. 100% of the time. An old man would have it. more sense okay. to stand in front of a fucking 10 ton vehicle that can move at speeds of 45 miles an hour. That thing will fuck you up. You know Chris was proper late for something. That, yeah. And he was so annoyed because some one person ran no. into us. No, it's just stupid. Good. Hate it. All right. Kill them all. In my back four this week is... Do uh, one better than that, I dare you. No, it's not particularly. It's Sony Pictures. Um, and we've got to pull one out a little bit for Spider-Man. So this was from yes. a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, but Spider-Man is no longer going to be part of Marvel. No longer going to make it like. in the Marvel films. No, the Marvel MCU, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two different things. Oh. He's still Marvel. Yeah. Well, not, anyway, the point being that yeah, because so Sony and Marvel can't come to an agreement, so um, his name Tom Holland, the guy yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, who I think is actually quite good. I really like him as Spider-Man. Um, you I think you he's haven't sung... seen Endgame, have you? No. So, do you want it spoiled? I don't care. It's already spoiled. It's shit. All right. So, what what has caused a bit of outrage is that the whole lead-up was that Iron Man sacrificed himself to save Spider-Man. So they did this big thing and Iron Man dies at the end of Endgame. Oh, spoiler that. <laughs> and, then, and then, uh, I did say, do you want it spoiled? Yeah. And you went, yeah. So the listeners, I didn't know it was going to be that. Yeah. Jesus. Christ. 
I so, thought you were going to skim around the edges. Yeah. <laughs> you went straight right in the middle. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. So like they're like, okay, so they've done this big thing where Iron Man sacrifices himself to save Spider-Man and, well, everyone else, but he, do, he does it sort of... Mainly for Spider-Man. Mainly for and Spider-Man. now he's not allowed to... No, he's cancelled. He's next move. <laughs> he's cancelled the cycle. So Sony made over a billion pounds from Homecoming, the Spider-Man film. So they're like, look, Spider-Man's a brand in its own right. I don't care about yeah. MCU. We would just do it ourselves. So. Uh, it's all right. It's, it's like the it's the original one for Spider-Man. It's worth watching just to understand how he gets his suit and stuff. Um, yeah, so that's my back four. Sony Pictures being selfish, ruining the whole Marvel uh, cinematic universe. Money ruining some great cinema. Uh, and in my again. front... Yeah, because they, they only release quality. I mean, they've got 12 films lined up in the next Well, well Tom, I said Tom Holland signed up for six <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> films. So there's still going to be three more... Well, four more because one's about to come yeah. out. But three more to film. But they won't be part of that universe. So anyway... Uh, in my front three this week, it was going to be Mo Farah because I just wanted to shout out he won his sixth consecutive Great North Run today. Yeah, fair yeah. play to him. And his his wife, Lady Farah, she's done a third year personal best. Have you seen that? She yeah. looks in great shape. Really? Oh, she looks amazing. amazing. I mean, you'd have to be, if, if your husband is Mo Farah, you have to start running, right? Let's not be rude here, but I might have to be in a little bit. Four or five years ago, she was pretty hefty, right? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I remember because when 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 he first started getting famous and she was standing there, they were I like, just think anyone's standing there. Slim large right there. Yeah, oh. but everyone looks larger. Next yeah, Mo Farah is the smallest man in the world. Anyway, it wasn't that was going to be my front three. My actual front three because it happened uh, this but weekend. You said it anyway. So. Yeah, it was um, one. Formula, the Formula One, but more importantly, Formula Big Three. Fans. So I don't know if oh, you saw. I thought you were going to say Formula Two. No, you got pull one out. Uh, well, so the re- part of it, the reason Formula 3 safety is in my front three this week is because, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but um, Alex, Alex Peroni, he's called, Big well fan. worth watching, had one of the most horrific crashes you will ever seen, you will ever see, and because What's of the safety of the cars, he, he just got out of the car and walked away. I, how he survived that crash, I have no idea. No one got hurt. He literally did four or five flips in the air. It was ridiculous. But obviously, considering the week before in Formula 2, they just had a unfortunate death to Hubert, the Did French they? guy, um, from his crash. So they upped some of the safety stuff. I'm not saying that's why these guys survived, but they've got that halo around the car and all sorts that means it protects them. The fact that he survived that is just unbelievable. So Sometimes it's supposed to just come come down to luck, really. So, you know. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only way to make it re- safer is to make it slower. No one wants that. So unfortunately, certain things will always... You can try and make them... Safer, but it'll never be safe. Yeah, right. but yeah, pouring one out for for Hubert from yeah. the week before. But for F three this week, could have been another disaster, but they saved it, and um, it's well worth watching the crash because my god, what a crash! Mm. Lucky no one's hurt. Says what you can watch it. So, in my uh, back four this week is the IAAF. So, Casta Semena. Casta Semena. She's joined the South African she? football team. Men's team. <laughs> She's joined the South African women's football team because she can't compete now. So she's she can no longer compete. She can't defend her title. She obviously has to try and stay fit somehow. So, yeah, she joined the football team. And just she remind me, she can't compete anymore because she's got too too much testosterone that it's unfair. Is that true? Yeah. She's got too much... And- but the, but the natural testosterone. But yeah. that's the that's the key word, natural. So yeah. they so they the IAAF are saying she has to take drugs to perform to yeah. reduce it to reduce it. Crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. ridiculous. Yeah, like I'm I'm a big one for moaning about people who are on 
uh, in performance enhancing drugs. But if your body is naturally, like to say it's unfair because her body gives her a natural advantage is a misunderstanding of sport in general. Most yeah, sports people biology. have a biological... You look advantage. at the NBA. Look at, Height is an advantage. Look at Usain Bolt. He, anatomically, very different to a lot of other runners. Why he's so quick? He's got the ability naturally. Yeah. So to be like, okay, we've pinpointed this one reason that gives you a better advantage. You have to take drugs. You have to endanger your health by taking drugs. Because it's not just saying you've got to lower your t- testosterone. You've got to push your body to limits while lowering testosterone. It's like... it's. Do you think they're worried about the competitiveness of the women's athletics? And over the next five to ten years, she'll just win. I'm, I'm just trying to rationalise why on earth they do this. Over the I next five to ten it's, years. It's, it's, it's in response to the whole thing with transgenderism and the levels of testosterone. Has that been an argument as why, um, like a trans person can compete, or a trans man can compete with women in their sport? Because I, I, I don't know how their logic lies with that, but I reckon it has something to do with that. Maybe. So I reckon maybe they're setting a precedent because they're worried about also that. Because she's not very much of a poster girl. Well, no, like, I think if, no, she was, if, if she was someone like a... They're, Jess Ennis. They're proceeding... So yeah, no, like if she an, was a poster girl, I think... They're, they're, anticipating, they're, they're anticipating a big influx of uh, a male to female transgender people competing in athletics. And their precedent is going to be, if your testosterone levels are this high, you're going you're gonna to have to reduce it. And I think they're just kind of putting themselves ahead of the game when it comes to that and because you've got someone here who's naturally that way inclined that's interesting yeah see I don't I think they're two different issues because like I have two different viewpoints on it but this is someone who's it's just it is a shame like yeah for her it's a massive shame it's ridiculous well for everyone but for especially when you know in a few years time the rule would be that she would have been allowed to compete which meant she will have less medals because of this she would have gone down probably as the greatest ever in her sport so, yeah, well, that's my back four. My front three is um, unfunny jokes. So we've there's been Good. a lot. Let's of, hear a few. Shout uh, out to yourself. <laughs> this is a a lot of controversies gone round, and I'm, I was going to put this in my back four, but I thought I won't have two back fours. I'll, I'll try and reword this to a front three. Okay. But um, if it was in your back four, did any of you see the the joke um, that one that? Joke, the Edinburgh the, Finch Festival. Yeah. No. So the joke was, I keep randomly shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I might have florets. And, Get it? Yeah. And that won the award, but it's been criticised oh, as uh, as offensive. Uh, yes. Oh, you come off it. You shouldn't joke about Tourette's and uh, Tourette syndrome charity has demanded an apology. And say they should scrap the winner and he should lose his award. Wait, did you not? And they actually also said, "Fuck, cunt." <laughs> but then, like, the thing is that that I don't agree with this bit is uh, when they say, "Oh, well, the joke isn't even funny. You shouldn't have won anyway." I'm like, "No, that's not your point. Your point is you shouldn't joke about this. Whether the joke's funny or not is irrelevant. If you're angry about it, don't then say oh, it wasn't even funny anyway because just it's a different point." But yeah, there was also Gary Lineker. Um, he, he always was, he loves to pipe up on these. He things. got no, no. He got uh, quite a few hundreds, I think, complaints because uh, the bold one. Yeah, so he, he had did that Alan, a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he had. Yeah, Alan, I think we talked about it. He had Alan Shearer and Danny Murphy, and went, "This is hair raising stuff." Well, for most of us, <laughs> he got loads of complaints saying that 
Balding isn't something that you should be joking about because people do suffer with it. So, Fair play to as you, two mate. people who have never made a funny joke on this pod, I do thank you. Otherwise, we could end <laughs> up like getting quite a few complaints. So, uh, it's pretty self-deprecating yeah. of you, but well done. Do you, do you want to hear the three or four jokes that they're claiming should have won funniest joke of the fringe? Would you before that? Do you know what makes a good joke a bad joke? Timing. <laughs> Get it? Um, do you, are you bothered? I mean, we're. <laughs> We're, we're now, we're now an hour and 20 in and everyone's turned off. I'm just wondering if everyone wants to end on some jokes that yeah. could have won the funniest joke of the fringe. Here we go. <laughs> um, Gary Delaney with, I can give you the cause of anaphylactic shock in a nutshell. Hey, that's good. Stuart Francis with, I saw a documentary on how ships are kept together. Riveting. Oh, that's bait, isn't it? That's like a book yeah. joke. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these are definitely reused. Like yeah. This person hasn't made that joke. Tim Vine with, crime in multi-story car parks. That is wrong on so many levels. Oh, that's that's easy. Yeah. Are these um, the best jokes going? This is the list of jokes that should have that people claim should have won the best joke of the fringe. There's actually quite. I'm now going through. There's actually quite a few here, but but um, by who? My ten-year-old nephew. I, Frankie Boyle. I'm not sure Ooh, I want to read that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not going to read Do that it. one out. Read um, it out. It's not. It's not you saying it. Trump's like nothing like Hitler. There's no way he could write a book. <laughs> uh, yeah, why was that so controversial? I don't know. Alexi Sale, I'm giving up asking rhetorical questions. What's the point? Um, yeah, I'm not sure about these. They're, As a kid, I was made to. Work. We are reading them out like without any context. So. No, but they're, that's they're the point of a joke. I, I don't get how do they say this should have won it this year when that's clearly an old joke. Like. Combine harvesters, and you'll have a really big restaurant. I mean. Okay. An amnesiac walks into a bar and sees a beautiful blonde woman and says, Do I come here often? <laughs> Very good. And on that note, do you know what makes a good pod a bad pod? Timing. <laughs> Alright, see, uh, see you in two weeks' time. Cheers. Bye.